and we're in the middle of a conversation and they come rushing in the room and I walk away and take care of the kid. And you're like, mm. I was just sharing something with you. And that was one thing I know I had to work on to say, if I'm in conversation with my husband, I can't just drop him like a hot potato the minute the kid says, Mom, mm. because that would be every time. I really had to say, especially as they became older and completely capable of this. I think this happened last to week. To say, <laughs> hey, I need you to wait on that. I'm talking to your dad. I'll be with you in two minutes. This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. And welcome back to another episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast. We're Joe and Tara Buchanan. Yeah, and last week we celebrated 25 years. 25 years. And I think we're still celebrating 25 yes, years. Right? right. The celebration goes on. Um, also this week we had Father's Day. Mm. So Joe, I want to make sure that I say happy Father's Day well, to you. you so and much. I am just blown away at what a great great father you are. So we're kind of talking about that today in a roundabout way about what makes someone a fabulous father. Yeah, I'm really grateful. I uh, Going into fatherhood, I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so, And I am really glad that God blessed the effort mm-hmm. and that I was able to get some things right. I think what helped me a lot was some advice I was given early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when our kids were young, they said the best gift, this is what a friend told mm-hmm. me, and I'm sure it was from a different quote somewhere. It's been passed around. <laughs> yes. But uh, the best gift that a father can give to his kids is to love their mother. Mm-hmm. So I benefit from that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, you love me incredibly, and that has been a gift for me and our kids. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and we'll talk more about why that was such a uh, such good advice mm-hmm. and why that made a huge difference in just a few moments. But first, a, a word from our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. If you're new to Samaritan and don't know a lot about them, as a Samaritan member, you have control over your health care choosing the doctors, treatments, and hospitals that are right for you and your family. There are no network restrictions. It's affordable. You can join today, and you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. Right, so we talked about that just the, by virtue of you loving me well, right? That's a gift for your kids. But then mm-hmm. sometimes the kids catch on to that in a good way, right? And we figured that out a few years ago. Our first son was probably five Eight? No. Maybe oh no, eight. he he had to be eight, maybe eight. even ten. Now, after a while, the years all yeah, mushed all together. together. So somewhere I think he was in ten, somewhere in childhood. Yeah, this was Steve-O, and I. At night, I would always spend some time with the kids, mm-hmm. and depending on you know what was going on that night, and depending on what I had to get done, would would uh, depend on how much time I could spend. But I always tried to give them a little bit of time because we learned something early on that the hard questions your kids are are pondering mm-hmm. or the things they really want to talk about don't come out in the first couple mm-hmm. of minutes. It's after you've spent some time with we them. We also right? learn they stall. They do stall. But yes. anyway, yeah. And they, they <laughs> now that my kids are older, they admit that pretty freely. Yes. Anything to get you to stay anyway. in the room. But this one particular night, um, I had tucked Steve in and uh, I prayed with him and I told him I loved him. And I said, I'm going to go now. And he said, Dad, can you stay? And I said, I, I can't tonight. I, I really want to spend some time with he your mom. He was stalling too. And he was stalling. He was like, come <laughs> on, Dad, you can stay. I said, listen, I haven't seen my wife all day and I'd really like to spend some time with her. And he said, and he looked at me and he said, because you love her more. As if he got... It was a gotcha moment. Right, as if he was trying to almost like pit me in that. Right. No, like you don't I love, love me. you, Steve. Right. I love you more. Of course, I'll spend time with you. And without skipping a beat, because of what I had learned through the years, I just looked at him and said, you are absolutely right. <laughs> and the look on his face was was absolutely oh, priceless. Oh no, you love her more. I hugged him and said, by the way, I love you too, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go spend some time with my wife now. And uh, shut the light off and, and obviously came and spent some time with you. But I do think 
kids knowing that we love each other, mm-hmm. our kids knowing that we love each other offered such a strong mm-hmm. uh, foundation and a, a place of stability for them. And it's not something that kids can always articulate. Right. Right. And I, now we heard from our kids last week on last week's episode, and they're not, you know, super all grown up, but they're grown up enough to say, hey, we did see you love each other. And they're now, I think when you get to that certain age, you look back and go, oh, that is a gift. When their kids are young, mm-hmm. you don't realize it. But and I think the biggest way we can explain this is just looking at our own experiences and how different our experiences with this. And my parents loved each other. And I think I had the understanding that they loved each other more than me. <laughs> you know, I just had that like thing that that was important. I saw them spending intentional time together, you know, almost every day. I saw them accommodating to serve each other, doing trips together. And what you don't realize what a foundation that is and what a gift it is and until you are in your adulthood. Because you're like, oh my goodness, that was amazing. It's like a privilege. It's harder to pit them against each other too Mm -hmm. in that situation. But I grew up where my mom and dad didn't love each other. And then of course I was in and out of foster care Mm -hmm. and they didn't love each other. And I think I couldn't have put my finger on it at the Mm -hmm. time. I really couldn't have told you until now that I have kids and my kids are are growing up and I can Mm -hmm. look back and see how much of a disadvantage that that put me in not having that stability, not knowing from day to day if my parents were even going to be together, not knowing if we we're going to be in the in the same mm-hmm. home and just all of those things. Well, and for you, what's normal and expected is, wait a minute, you also saw your dad hurting your mom. Right. And like, how does a kid try to make sense of that, right? But that for you is almost like normal, right? I don't think you ever even saw a normal, healthy two adults Mm-mm. loving each other. And so, and again, God had worked miracles in your life and you are healthier now mm-hmm. and you understand. But I think as adults, we see what a disadvantage that was to you not having that. Um, and my parents though, they are been married for over 50 years. They're both <laughs> retired and they're living their best life. <laughs> right. And they have so much fun together and they enjoy each other's company. And they still to this day, you know, enjoy spending time together. That time they put in to their marriage when we were in the house and young has paid off for them. Yeah, I think your dad said to me when I married you, he said, I'm not losing a daughter, I'm gaining a bathroom. (laughs) You know, in essence, that you had taken over the bathroom and that was yours and Mm -hmm. uh, he gained a bedroom. And no, he looked at the bigger picture of going, we raise our kids to fly Mm -hmm. and it's okay that they spread their wings and fly. And that when when they fly, we're still still here. But ultimately though, a good marriage and us being strong in the end – makes us better parents, Mm. right? I mean, having that support, Joe, and knowing that you have my back and knowing that if I'm having a hard day that we have each other to fall back on does make me a better parent, you know, because when the marriages are are struggling, you know, it's hard to, you only have so much emotional energy to give to things. And I think the more, not that our emotional connection or marriage has always been perfect, right? The times that we've struggled, but I feel like when we're going through hard times, it's harder to do the right thing as a parent. You're just out of out of, what? Yeah. Out, of, out of energy, right? So I think the more we pour into our foundation of our marriage, the more we can pour into our kids. And I think our kids, through finding that, or, or how they find that stability is just knowing that, mm-hmm. like for instance, last week, we always work it out, mm-hmm. just talked a lot about, our, our kids saw the example it's of okay that, if, that mm-hmm. even when we were misstepping or even when the marriage wasn't perfect, right? Because it never really mm-hmm. is. But even when we were in those seasons where we were struggling, we still worked it out. So they knew as as ornery as they can be or mm-hmm. as out of whack right. or out of line that they can be, that we will love them through that. Right. And There's we nothing. will always strive to work that out. Versus what you grew up in, you kind of knew it doesn't work out. Right. That if there was a blow up between the adults in your household, it could mean 
certain danger. It could mm. mean you move houses. It could mean all these. That, I don't know for you living with you, Joe, I see every day how those things affect you to this day going. Mm. It is all as fragile versus telling your kids it's not fragile. You know, mom and dad are going to be okay. But the other inference back into your story, Joe, is the idea that the kids can say you are not the center of the universe. <laughs> right. You know, that now they are a huge part of our lives. They are our priority. But to somehow say you're not the center of the universe and there's other people in this house that matter besides you is a really great lesson that they have to learn. Otherwise, you grow up, you end up with adults who think they're the center of the universe as well. It also helps them to learn to love other people and mm-hmm. to see life through the eyes mm-hmm. of other people. And empathy is developed in that mm-hmm. that respect as well. And, and another byproduct, something that I don't think anyone ever told us and not something we could even plan for. Maybe we read it somewhere, but what, what a really cool byproduct is being that the kids understand that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. It's mm-hmm. If the world doesn't revolve around them right. and they're not the center of the universe, then they are a part of something bigger than themselves. More comforting yeah. than thinking the world revol- like depends on you. And I think it's the same thing, just like they can look back on our marriage and family. We look that same thing to God to say, okay, our love isn't the be all end all either. Like we're trying to develop that love between us, but we're not unconditional perfect love so say okay just like we rely on god to say okay we're part of something that god is doing we're not the center of the universe either we love because god first loved us he loved us and that's why we love and then we kind of pass it on to our kids they learn how to love and then they love so i think in the end it's knowing where the source of our love is and saying okay we're going to pass that love down to our kids so they can learn that's so valuable because i didn't get that i understand the contrasting Mm -hmm. difference of that and how important it is for our kids to to not only learn love from us, but to also understand how deeply they are loved. And the example of how we love each other, and in other words, if we didn't mm-hmm. love each other, it'd be very hard for them to believe the they real are thing. loved. And maybe you're asking the same question that we've asked through the years, how do we keep our priorities in mm-hmm. mind to love my wife more than my kids? And what does that actually look like? We're gonna talk through that in just a few minutes. But first, a word from our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. The landscape of healthcare may be ever-changing, but one thing Samaritan Ministries members count on is the blessing of biblical community with their healthcare, like these friends. Yes, our needs are being met, and so we are on the receiving end in many ways, but we're also able to meet the needs of others, and in doing so, we're living out uh, that biblical reality of generosity and serving one another. Kind of a breath of fresh air. In some stressful times, we have just been able to rely on Samaritan in ways that we never really even thought about before becoming members. And it's just been a real blessing to us in different phases of life. In a world where the only constant is change and Jesus, (laughs) it's nice to be a part of a ministry family that has been a consistent part of our lives for 10 years and will be for years to come. We love that. Want more information? Visit us at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So how do we actually love each other more than our kids? That sounds really cruel. Well, and I think it's an ongoing question, right? That we have to continually be asking ourselves. A battle of priorities and a battle of needs in our home. And by the way, can I just say on the record that we do love our kids yes, very, we love very our much. Kids a lot. And it's like way beyond anything we could ever begin to describe in words. But I think it's important that my priority is my wife and then my kids. Yes, and I'm I'm totally cool with that. But I think the it's easy to let because <laughs> children need time and attention and care. And then more time, more attention. There is no limit. And more There's wants. no ceiling. 
and more desires and more things that you could get sucked into the vortex of <laughs> all kids all the time. So I think it's a healthy way to say the adults in this house matter too. And I think the biggest way that we have to watch that priority shifting though is our time. And we talked about this quite a bit in episode 34, which mm. is that margin for our marriage, right? If the kids are stealing too much of our time, suddenly we go, I haven't spent any time with you the past week, right? Or we haven't even had a chance to have a conversation alone. And then what happens to our connection if that starts happening? And so for often. Tara and I, and, and if you've listened to previous podcasts, then this is not going to come as something new. Uh, but we became, I don't know, about 10 years ago, we got intentional about time together. We said every day we're going to spend it. It's over coffee in the morning. We just get up early and we spend that time together. And it's really cool because in the beginning, the kids mm -hmm. didn't know not to interrupt us. And of course, they were still trying to bide for our time. But eventually they began to learn, no, mm -hmm. this is mom and dad's time, uh, mom and dad's time that they're spending together. Well, and even when the kids were younger, and that's where I think it's different, Joe, this, the, our coffee time was more when they were kind of didn't need to be held <laughs> anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> once they're like on two feet and running. But to still say when the kids were little and mm -hmm. they needed to be held all the time and fed and changed, to still say, where do we find that time to say our marriage matters to us as adults matter too. So I think we are constantly having to like every day look for that time. It didn't just mm -hmm. show up. So it was like, okay, the kids are in bed. We have a half an hour. The kids are sleeping. Let's talk. Let's go for a walk with the kid in a stroller. Just, I think it's a constant battle, especially if you have young children. Then as the kids get older, that's when we're like, okay, we can teach the kids that this is our time. And they were and able think, to respect that. Right. And I think one of the things that we wrestled through was how do we, we, we keep having all, our time together is all this leftover, right? Mm -hmm. It's only what's left yes, at the end. Yes, instead of the and, first. And so that's kind of what led to the coffee time. And it took us, our kids mm -hmm. were older, so it took us quite a while to figure that out. But to say, no, we've got to be more intentional to say, we we need to set aside this time, mm -hmm. not just leftover time. And we didn't realize how popular we were <laughs> until that started happening. We're like, man, everybody wants to talk to us. Like, mom, just one thing. Mom, everybody just in thing. The, under this roof, So I right? felt good. Um, so I think in a practical level, if you look at your calendar and say, okay, how much time and resources are your kids dragging, you know, kind of eking out of you? And how do you balance that with the needs of the adults in the house? Because mm -hmm. the adults in the house matter too, because again, when we are well cared for and when we are loving each other well, we have more to, to give, give to our to family. Our kids. Yeah. Um, the other big way I think I've noticed with how you kind of prioritize too is our words. This is how we teach our kids that our marriage is important. It's mm. how we speak about each other. Yes. In the home, either when dad's in the room or dad's not in the room. So occasionally, there's been times where I am visibly frustrated <laughs> with you for with some me? reason really? and it's like i have to be able to say okay i'm upset with dad about this but be respectful in my frustration mm. right and like that's one way i can say hey kids you know i'm not going to dishonor your father i'm going to speak respectfully even if you have a problem and just being and then obviously when those when i'm not frustrated with you which is most of the time right i appreciate that then I really try to build you up in front of them too and say, hey, this is the things about dad I really appreciate today. Wow, your, your father was amazing. He just did this for me. And I think it's helping those kids to see that we value each other a lot. So there's a couple of things I want to add to that. Mm -hmm. First is I'm not sure you ever had to say to the kids, by the way, 
heads up, I'm going to speak respectfully about your dad, right? <laughs> I'm mad at him, but every, I'm going to purposely mm-hmm. speak respectfully. You just did that. So they followed that example. Number two, we weren't always perfect at that. And my hand's in the air. Sometimes when I was really frustrated with you, I might say something disparagingly mm-hmm. about you or, or something right. that isn't quite right. And I was able to come back to my kids later and say, listen, mm-hmm. What I said there, even if they didn't realize that it was disrespectful, right. even if they didn't pick up on it, it was still important for me to come back to them and say, hey, listen, I should not have said that. Your mom is amazing, but there are times that you're just mm-hmm. not, no matter how much you love someone on the planet, conflict is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, there are going to be times when we just don't get along, but it's not okay for me to, to speak about your mom in that way. And would you please forgive me? So that's I think putting, the, right, that's that's loving me well mm. in front in front of the kids. I love that. And over the years, hopefully that's become less and less and less and less. Um, and we've created habits mm-hmm. that help that to become less and less. And like you said before, when we're doing well, we speak each other up. We talk mm-hmm. each other up. We speak highly of each other. And so the habits or the words that come out of my mouth because of habit, and I do believe them, mm-hmm. are typically respectful words even when I'm frustrated. Right, because my weakness though, and this is when, again, one way we try to build up our marriage for our kids is when we disagree on something. And I'll just <laughs> refer back to episode one, which is that won't work. Mm. And there are times that we do disagree about a course of action. And the worst part is when it's regarding the children. Yes. And, you know, should they go? Should they not go? Should they buy that, not buy that, whatever. And we have to like deal with it in the moment. And we're both extremely on opposite sides of the issue of going, okay, I cannot say your father's an idiot, even though I disagree with him, mm-hmm. you know, and his idea is idiotic, but. <laughs> and depending so, <laughs> on which way I fall, the kids could agree or disagree, but right? I think to myself, yeah. we are going to model to the kids how mm-hmm. to respectfully disagree when you yeah. both strongly, strongly disagree with a decision one of you has right. made. So I think that is really important keeping our marriage stronger, saying, okay, even when we disagree, we're going to try to uh, model that for them. But one more thing I noticed, Joe, when with the kids demanding attention and time is when we have those moments, like you said, that we're talking. And a lot of times it might be at dinner or before dinner or, and we're in the middle of a conversation and they come rooshing in the room mm-hmm. and la 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 and I walk away and take care of the kid, right? And you're like, weren't we just, mm-hmm. I was just sharing something with you. And that was one thing I know I had to work on to say, if I'm in conversation with my husband, I can't just drop him like a hot potato the minute the kid says, mom, mm-hmm. because that would be, Every time, and really had to say, especially as they became older and completely capable of this. I think this happened last to week. To say, <laughs> hey, I need you to wait on that. I'm talking to your dad. I'll be with you in two minutes. And that's what I meant by last week. Right. Last <laughs> week, you had to say, I'm talking to your dad. You just interrupted me. Well, I need you to Sometimes the stop. kids have something really, really exciting to say, and yes. I want to hear it. I'm like, oh my goodness, they have good news. They came home with this news. But we are in the middle of a conversation. And it's like, and obviously, Joe, I would want the same from you. That if I was telling you something from my heart and the kid just whooshed in and you just whooshed out, like, hey, wasn't wasn't I important enough to finish the conversation? Well, and this is an area where you have grown immensely, like a whole lot. And I really appreciate that. And I think for me, that may not have been my weakness, but the phone ringing mm-hmm. or a texting right. may have been my, right. uh, okay, the word may can be taken out <laughs> of that equation. That's what would steal my attention. And so I've learned 
that when you're sharing with me, just to, to mm-hmm. just ignore what's happening in my pocket mm-hmm. or across the room and, and stay in conversation with you. And that's helped our marriage mm-hmm. a lot. But the kids are watching. So I think if that happens every time with our kids, mm. that every single time they have a question, some news, a problem to solve, and I drop Joe first thing <laughs> to go attend to them, yeah. they, they get excited. Like, hey, whatever I need from mom, she gives it to me. But they go, oh, dad matters here too, or mom matters too then that really is pushing our marriage above to say, hey, we can't just, you know, take from them. Yeah. And back to what you said before, I think another area, and again, some of these things, maybe we read them, we we, we have sought out marriage and, and parenting advice through the years, and we've read a lot of books. Um, so I don't know exactly where this came from, but this idea that we do talk a lot about things. We don't typically make decisions, especially mm-hmm. bigger decisions on our own. So if the kid, they, I know it frustrates the kids from time to time, but they may come to you or me and ask for something. I say, you know what? I need to talk to your mom first, mm-hmm. but mom's at the grocery store. I really mm-hmm. need to know now. Can you text her? No, right. I'm going to wait till she gets well, home and we'll have is, a conversation. That teamwork is so important that the thing that does, even though it's frustrating, again, when we can't always make decisions unilaterally, that they know there's this unified force. And again, there's plenty of times we've been not as unified as we should have been. <laughs> but we've had this conversation, you know, line over and over again. I have to check with your dad first, mm. right? I have to check with your dad. Why? Because his opinion matters to me. And what he says and what he thinks and what he feels about this matters to me. Even if I know what he's going to say, for those kind of big decisions, we've learned which ones that you say, honey, I want to be clued in on that. And I think there are times, I know there are times, when I really am leaning on your wisdom, when I'm, I don't really know exactly what to say here. I, and there are times that we surprise each other too. Mm-hmm. So you may think I'm going to say something or vice versa. And then we come and talk about it in the, and then I say something opposite or you do. And it's, it's a pleasant surprise. It's right. like, okay, wait a minute. Okay. This is really cool. But yeah, cause the kids catch up on that though, when they know that they can play mom and dad against each other. <laughs> and a lot of times it's, it's not intentional. They just like, asking one, asking the other. But I think in time when they've learned that, yes, mom and dad may disagree, but they're going to come together on this. And it reminds me though, of like a few weeks ago, our youngest son, who again is very persuasive. He's our persuasive one. And he asked me a question and I wasn't sure on the call. And I said, I'm going to ask your father about that first. And mm-hmm. I kind of knew how it was going to land, but I'm like, I'd ask your dad. He wanted the answer right then and there, right? No patience, no time to wait. No, you know, I can call you. And he was like, but mom, dad, dad is your husband, you know, <laughs> or you're his wife and he loves you so much that he would do, he would back up whatever you say, you know, he's like, trust me, he trusts you, mom. He knows you're good. He was like using our logic against us. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I know that your father trusts me. I know that he loves me and he probably would back me up, but I still want to talk to him first mm. before I say <laughs> yes. But he saw that instead of playing us against each other, he played us with each other. Like, <laughs> listen, you're on the same team, so you can make the call. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, you're, you're, you're something else. But I think we're growing in that area of teamwork. I think with our first couple of kids, we probably did not have that same unified front for them mm. as yeah. much. But now it's fun to see that they know that we make decisions together, the big decisions and the small ones. <laughs> right. And that's one way we prioritize our marriage. Um, another way is just in how we think about each mm-hmm. other. Uh, life is pulling at us from so many different directions that our thought processes toward each other is extremely important. And not just that, actually thinking about you. And one of the things that I I do think about is this idea of when I was dating you, mm-hmm. Tara, you consume my thoughts. 
I mean, every <laughs> second of every day, I, everything came back to you. How did what you get any work done? Right, exactly. <laughs> you really were always on my mind. And don't get me wrong, Jesus still the top. <laughs> but when it came to the newness of that relationship and how much I valued and prioritized you, it was way near the top of anything else I was doing. And so I sometimes... And I know once you're married and you've got kids, you've got all these things mm -hmm. happening that the real reality side of that, it's not always realistic to, right. that you can do that. But I try to compare myself to that to go, okay, how often during the day are my thoughts turned affectionately toward you? And how often am I praying for you? And how often am I wondering about your day and what's mm -hmm. going on? Right. Because on a practical level, Joe, I mean, for many, many of our mothering years, I spent a whole lot more time with my kids mm. than you. I mean, we were a homeschooling family, so it was like all <laughs> kids all the time. So on a on a time level, it was like, okay, my, the kids got most of my time, but just because my time was with my kids and I was caring for them didn't mean in the back of my mind, I'm still saying, I wonder how my husband is doing right now. Mm. And I can't wait to see him. And how can I perhaps serve him better today? So even in the times that you can't be together, right? Because schedules are hard. I mean. There are teams that, that come up and we just can't spend the time together. I think if we keep our hearts softened to each other to say, but I want to be with you and I want to care for you versus, oh, my husband, who's he? You know? Oh, he can figure it out, right? He can, <laughs> yeah. he can make well, his own Well, it's hard because he is the, you know, we talked about the adults in the house and the kids in the house and it's the kids are more vulnerable on many levels, but going, the adults matter too. You have always done a great job at that. I have never <laughs> felt like you. I mean, there there obviously are seasons and right. when the kids are really young mm -hmm. and you're tired and you just, there are, there are certain aspects of things that we need that are, that we mm -hmm. just get through seasons, right? But you've always been good to come back to, to make sure that I'm doing all right, that the needs are being met and, and vice versa, I hope. But what can happen if we're not careful, if that doesn't get done, then I begin to almost resent your relationship mm -hmm. with the kids, right? I almost, and then that hurts my ability to really love my kids if I feel like they're stealing yeah. from the relationship. Well, that I remember you and I like have. when the couple, when the babies were younger or at that age where they hadn't, they were, I was a nursing mom and sometimes they were nursing and they just never wanted to stop ever. And I'm like, I'm stuck here. I'm never going to get <laughs> out of this chair ever. The good news is I got out of the chair, but there were seasons where I thought I would never get out of the rocking chair because the baby just kept wanting to nurse and kept meeting mom. But I remember my heart still, you know, loving those moments and knowing those moments wouldn't last, but also saying you'd come by, you peek your head in the room, like, are you done? Is he, is he down yet? Okay? Yes. Is he what asleep do yet? I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. But just to go, Hey babe, I'm thinking of you. Mm. You know, I, I would, I would love to go spend time with you. I can't right now. But trust me, we'll, we're going to find our time one of these days. We're going to find an hour to spend together. Like and some of those, if I can interrupt you, some yeah. of those moments that I have in my memories absolutely make me smile to this day. The moment when you're taking the kid by the hand or you're carrying when they were real little and they couldn't even walk and you're carrying them in the other room to put them to bed or whatever. And you look back at me mm -hmm. and you smile mm -hmm. as if to say, I haven't forgotten about right. you or vice versa. I'm going to take care of the kids or to tuck them in. But I look back at you and I wink just to say, hey. I've not forgotten about you. Mm -hmm. And for me, those, even in those seasons when it was by the time the kids were in bed mm -hmm. and everything was done and we had time together, we were both closing our eyes going, right. we can't even keep our eyes open. Even in those seasons, it was still wonderful to know that you were still thinking about me right. and it made a huge difference. It's, it's the heart, the pursuit of your heart, right? And saying, wow, maybe I can't, you know, 
spend time with you. Maybe we can't nurture the relationship the way we want to, but I certainly want to. And that's like that's like letter writing, right? I miss you. I want to be with you. I miss you. I want to be with you. And so there's seasons that we had a lot of that going on, but it was keeping our hearts turned toward each other, right? Our hearts not just weren't towards the kids migrating away. We we kept them in place, and we we also both both knew that when we could make time, we did. We made mm-hmm. that the priority to get that time together. And I think if we go back to like episode 28, we have mm-hmm. a, such a big library now, but <laughs> even like walking in the door, right? The first thing you do is say hi to your mom too. Yeah. And even though the kids hi rush up, hi to your mom or hi to your wife, <laughs> hi to the kid's mom. Yes. They all want your attention first thing. If you walk in the door from somewhere and you're like, hold off, I give my wife a kiss and a hug. Now the kids come at it. Let's do it. And it was really <laughs> cool to watch when, because the, they, they so weren't very thing. old when that, that they actually got that. Right. Back that they up. would come in and they would be waiting and they knew that I was going to hug you first. Mom gets the first hug. And then they would, they would swell <laughs> in and attack. So, um, yeah, man. Goes fast. <laughs> goes really fast. I was just thinking about those, that memory in and of itself and just thinking about that two of our, right. our four kids are full-blown adults now. And <laughs> it goes fast. And I'm like, I want to be popular again. Yeah, right. you know, just, just kidding. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you sticking around. If you want to connect with us, we are on uh, Facebook at Behind Our Smiles. We are also on Instagram at Behind Our Smiles Pod. Yeah, your rating and review is huge. It's encouraging, but it also does help others find the podcast. So thank you for your five-star rating. If you feel it's a five-star, I appreciate that. Um, Your review also important. Thank you to our producer, Mark Stubinger, who does an incredible job. And to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. We are really grateful for them. If you don't know a lot about them, they are healthcare sharing. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another spiritually and financially when a medical need arises. They're a direct member-to-member sharing approach is one of the many joys of being a Samaritan member. And if you want to find out more, there are no network restrictions. By the way, it's affordable. You can join today, and you can find out more at samaritanministries.org smiles.